Off the ball. Does Lampard understand what his role is here? Oh, well, I've only been here a couple of days, you know. I can't sort out all the problems in that time. And you still think you're not here to sort out the problems? Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. The Football Daily on Off the Ball. Hello and welcome to Monday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan and we'll start with Arsenal and more drop points in the Premier League. Only time will tell just how costly yesterday's two-all draw away to West Ham will be. For the second week in a row, Arsenal let a two-goal lead slip. The Gunners were 2-0 up on West Ham after just 10 minutes. They were in cruise control after goals from Gabriel Jesus and Martin Odegaard, but they gifted West Ham away back into the game. Thomas Partey coughed up possession of the Declan Rice. It then resulted in a penalty for West Ham, which side Ben Rama scores. 2-1 up at half-time. Arsenal then have a chance to go 3-1 up, but Bakayo Saka missed from the spot. Two minutes later, it's 2-all when Jared Bowen equalises for the Hammers. He could have won it. Mikhail Antonio hit the crossbar inside the final 10 minutes. Mikhail Arteta's side, now four points clear of Manchester City, who have a game in hand. The two sides meet on Wednesday week. The Arsenal boss says his players need to be more ruthless. And the way we started the game, it was superb again. You go 2-0 up um, and you have the game in total control. And, and there we have to blame ourselves because we... Lost that purpose to really attack them, to thread that goal. Instead, we just to keep the ball for the sake of playing. Uh, and we give them hope. And then credit to them, obviously, we concede a terrible penalty away the way we give the ball away. Um, and after that, credit to them. You know, they start to play very direct. We could not control those situations. And you start to get in that roller coaster where everything is throwing and then corner and then corner and then throwing. And we did manage to get away from that. And when we did in the second half, um, a little bit with the changes, um, it wasn't enough. And obviously it's a crucial moment at 2-1. You have the penalty, you put it 3-1, it's a different game. Uh, and two minutes later, you can see the goal. Yeah, but it's easy to do it from here. It's more difficult to do it on the pitch, but certainly the purpose that, that we need to go for the third and the fourth goal, um, I didn't see it. And then we start to get sloppy and playing flicks and losing the ball inside too many times and loud encounters. And it broke our flow. And uh, and then again, credit to West Ham because when, when they do what they do, um, they are a really good team and, and they put in trouble. Brian Kerr was part of the off-the-ball commentary team for that game. Looking ahead to that huge match at the Etihad, he said Arsenal are one of the few teams that could go there and take on Pep Guardiola's side. Both managers, they know each other very well. They know each, how each other teams will play. They both play in basically the same way. And... Um, I don't think he'd be over troubled about the Holland thing. I think it'll be about can he get his own team playing at the levels they've been playing at consistently, creating chances, defending well, uh, getting getting a fair bit of possession in the middle of the field, not being pushed back on the back foot by Manchester City as they normally do. Most teams end up on the back foot against them. Uh, unless they feel confident enough to take them on. And really, only Arsenal and Liverpool, I suppose, in the last couple of seasons have been able to take Manchester City on. Anyone else has got results against them. It's usually been playing on the counter-attack. Little bit, maybe Newcastle this year have become a bit more confident. But I don't think Arsenal will, will want to play on the counter-attack. They'll want to have possession. It's going to be a great game when it comes. Manchester United are looking good for a top-four finish now. It was a good weekend for them. Newcastle and Tottenham both lost on Saturday. And then United took full advantage yesterday with a 2-0 win away to Nottingham Forest. Anthony scored the first, set up the second for Jogo Dallow. Eric Ten Hag's side are up to third place. They have a six-point lead over Spurs. They've played a game less. The two sides meet on Thursday week. Before that, Spurs are away to Newcastle on Sunday. The focus for United now is the second leg of their Europa League quarterfinal away to Sevilla on Thursday. Then it's the FA Cup semi-final against Brighton on Sunday 
We're not sure if Evan Ferguson will make that game for Brighton. He came off injured against Chelsea. Kenny Cunningham was on commentary duty for United's 2-0 win at Forest. He's leaning towards Brighton for that cup semi-final. He says he's been impressed by Roberto De Zerbi since he replaced Graham Potter. They think, hold on, this fella's making me a better player. You know, they're all in. They're yeah. all in in terms of that. And that performance yesterday on all levels in terms of quality of their football, uh, tenacity, uh, attitude was, was was breathtaking to see. It was a top quality uh, performance and they're probably in a great place going into that cup final. No, obviously no commitment to uh, midweek. You'd have to make them slight flavourites to me going. Really? Even, even the fact I think they've lost uh, Evan on and let's hope it's not uh, too serious. But yeah, the kind of balance in the team, the kind of confidence that they were playing at the energy levels you know, I'd give them the, I'd make them slight favourites over Manchester United going into that game next Sunday, but it's going to be a terrific game. That result leaves Forrest in the bottom three. They haven't won in 10 games. Tonight, Leeds have a chance to move five points clear of the relegation zone. Javi Grazia side are back at Elland Road where they collapsed against Crystal Palace in the second half of their last home game. They conceded four goals. They play a Liverpool team that has just three away wins in the league all season, but some good news for Jurgen Klopp's side, who are eighth in the league. Luis Diaz is back in the squad for the first time since October. Very much a case of another weekend of drop points for most of the sides at the top end of the SSE or Tricity Premier Division. Derry City drew two all the way to Dundalk yesterday. Derry could have gone second with a win. But St. Pat's are now the nearest team to Bohemians after their 3-2 win over the leaders at Daly Mount Park on Friday night. On that game at Oriel Park yesterday, Dundalk manager Stephen O'Donnell believes there may be a direct correlation between the number of injuries they've picked up and the fact that they play on an artificial surface. Andy Boyle got injured in the warm-up and Greg Sloggett came off during the two-all draw. Champions Shamrock Rovers are six points off the pace. They drew two-all with Shelburne at Talla Stadium on Friday. Sligo Rovers and Drogheda drew one-all. Bottom side UCD beat Cork City 1-0 in Belfield. No stopping Galway in the first division at the moment. John Caulfield's side made it nine wins from nine. They beat Bray 6-0. Waterford are now up to second, a third win in a row under Keith Long. They beat Kerry 1-0. They're 10 points behind Galway, but they do have a game in hand. It's as you were at the top of the women's Premier Division with P-Mount still two points ahead of champions Shelburne. P-Mount won 2-1 away to Cork City. Shells beat Treaty United 1-0. Celtic need just seven more points to retain their Scottish Premiership title after a 4-1 win away to Kilmarnock yesterday. The champions are 12 points clear of Rangers with just six games to go. Looking around at some of the other European leagues over the weekend, back-to-back nil-all draws for Barcelona in La Liga. A scoreless draw away to Hatafe means Barca's lead over Real Madrid is down to nine points. Real won 2-0 away to Cadiz. Napoli drew nil-all at home to Verona. Their lead at the top of Serie A is 14 points. Luciano Spalletti rested players ahead of their Champions League second leg with AC Milan this week. Second place Lazio won 3-0 away to Spezia. Inter remain outside the top four after a 1-0 loss to Monza. Roma and AC Milan are in third and fourth, respectively. Lazio striker Ciro Immobile has been treated for back and rib injuries in hospital. His car was involved in an accident with a tram in Rome. Bundesliga leaders Bayern Munich dropped points on Saturday. They drew one all at Hamta Hoffenheim, but they're still two points ahead of Borussia Dortmund. They drew three all away to Stuttgart. Dortmund were 2-0 up in that game, 3-2 up in injury time when they scored, but then conceded a goal in the seventh minute of additional time. PSG opened up an eight-point lead at the top of Ligue 1 with a 3-1 win over Lens, who dropped the third place. Marseille are up to second. Chelsea will face Manchester United in the Women's FA Cup final next month after a 1-0 win over Aston Villa. Sam Kerr scored the goal for Chelsea, her 24th of the season. Chelsea are looking to win the competition for the third year in a row. 
Arsenal will have to do without captain Kim Little for the rest of the season. They're still in the mix for the Women's Super League and Women's Champions League. The former Scotland international suffered a hamstring injury in the win over Bayern Munich. That same game that Katie McKay went off in. Arsenal back in WSL action on Wednesday. A huge game against leaders Manchester United. James McLean says he expects no action to be taken by the English FA after another incident where the Ireland international says he was subjected to sectarian abuse. It's been confirmed that the FA, who McLean labelled as useless, are investigating the incident, which took place during Wigan's game away to Blackpool in the Championship on Saturday. Blackpool and Lancashire Police are also investigating the incident. And Barcelona President Joan Laporta says the club did nothing illegal by engaging with a company owned by the former Vice President of Spain's Refereeing Committee. Barca are charged with corruption over payments made to a firm to consult on technical and refereeing issues. That's it for today's Football Daily. As always, you can subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast feed to hear the best football analysis, interviews and stories from Off The Ball. The Football Daily on Off The Ball.